Well, welcome back to another edition of the Bowlers Extra Podcast on this Monday afternoon slash evening. Headed home after uh, Purdue's uh, thrilling double overtime victory at Illinois, 96-88. to uh, An extremely important victory for the Bowlermakers if they plan to win the Big Ten title. Because, uh, you know, you just do the simple. The simple math. You know, Illinois was the last unbeaten team in the league when it came to conference play. Purdue already had two losses, and it needed to bring Illinois back to the rest of the pack. And by doing that, Purdue moved itself up. Illinois drops down a little bit, and now let the conference race begin. Everybody has a loss, and and they haven't reached the halfway point yet, but now is when this conference race can really really begin uh, everybody's everybody's has a setback uh, a lot of the top teams Purdue uh, Michigan State and now Illinois have lost at home uh, so things are getting uh, going to start really getting interesting here over the next month and a half as the as the march toward uh, <coughs> excuse me the 20 game season uh, you know really really will ramp up here over the next, uh, as we said, the next four to six weeks, and uh, will be interesting to see how it all plays out. But uh, uh, for Purdue today, um, kind of a similar game that they played uh, in a lot of their other Big Ten games. They got out to a lead, you know, in the first half. They're up by 13. Um, the other team comes back. Purdue makes another run, uh, but then Purdue just today just could not close it out in regulation or close it out in the first overtime but did in the second overtime and if you remember the Rutgers game where they were up 10 in the second half uh, left themselves open to be victimized by a last second shot which they were and the Minnesota or not Minnesota the Wisconsin game where um, Purdue was up by 7 with about 11 minutes to go and couldn't, uh, couldn't build on that lead um, you know, they build on their leads today, but, you know, Illinois is, Illinois is a really good team. They have excellent guard play. Um, and, of course, they got Kofi Coburn in the middle. But, you know, he was a story of today, but he wasn't the story. He was a story from a foul trouble situation where Purdue got him in foul trouble, and that's what they needed to do. And that, that really helped Purdue's cause today by getting him in foul trouble, limiting what he could do uh, from, a, from a physical standpoint, but also being able to, for Zach Eady and Trayvon Williams to work against the backups. And, you know, that really played a factor in Purdue winning this game. Uh, just because I, I think Kofi ended up with 22 minutes on the floor out of, out of uh, 50. So he played less than half the game. And when he picked up fouls three and four in the second half, um, Purdue didn't really build on the lead, but uh, they were able to take advantage of some things. And um, so Zach Eady really, you know, I thought showed uh, a lot of maturity, a lot of toughness, and being patient when he got the ball in the post, and kind of letting his moves come to him, not really getting in a hurry. Um, 
he seemed to be uh, he was he wasn't thinking about it. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew how he how he had to get there, but he had to do it in a patient way that would allow him to be successful. The last thing he needed to do was get sped up, uh, get traveling calls, or get off balance, or uh, not get the right angles on the shots. I mean, he was he was really effective around the basket. Um, and he, he played strong. He really did. I mean, he played up to his seven foot four size. And, you know, he he's one that criticized himself after the Wisconsin game for not being tough enough, for getting pushed around, getting pushed off his spot. Uh, today, you know, Kofi, <laughs> excuse me, did hold his ground. I mean, that dude's a man. He did hold his ground. But Zach kind of maneuvered and got him in a position where he could score. And, you know, give Zach a lot of credit for that. Um, so it was, you know, just, uh, I, I thought, a really solid performance by Edie. Uh, kind of set the tone, allowed Purdue to kind of get out there uh, to an early lead, take the crowd out of it a little bit. Um, and then they could rotate Travion and, and Zach, you know, as Painter wanted to, um, you know, but you know Illinois comes back and you know all of a sudden Purdue's down four, and then Isaiah Thompson hits a three. Then there's a little dust up where Omar Payne gets a flagrant one, um, and then Purdue just kind of reels off 17 straight points. Um, you know, I think defensively they were more engaged uh, during that stretch. Uh, challenging uh, shooters a little bit more. <laughs> Excuse me. And you can do that, you know, when Kofi's not in there. Um, so, you know, again, that went in Purdue's favor. They're able to, to really open up a, a nice lead at halftime. Uh, second half, I mean, you kind of knew Illinois, you know, you know Illinois is coming back. Um, and Purdue got off to, got off to a really sluggish start. Um, uh, to, to start that second half offensively, they really couldn't get anything to go. Uh, and, you know, Illinois just kind of chipped away, chipped away. But, you know, again, uh, I, I, Purdue kind of stepped up once Illinois got the game tied and answered. You know, then that's when Stefanovic starts hitting some threes and um, other guys are making plays. And uh, Travion's trying to do his thing around the basket. And Jay Divey's attacking the basket. Um, so, you know, Purdue kind of answered each time Illinois made, made that run, made a run, uh, and, you know, to the point where they got up, you know, by six with a minute 15 to go, but here we go to overtime, <laughs> and then they do it again, and then Purdue finally, uh, you know, hangs on there, and you know, got some big plays out of Eric Hunter Jr. in the second overtime, courtesy of uh, Travion Williams. Um, so a lot of people chipped in. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, played well, played well enough. And the really one thing that uh, stood out to me was um, I, I believe the numbers Ivy and Travion Williams were a combined 9 of 28 shooting. Um, and Purdue wins the game. I mean, these are your two of your better players. 
and Travion's not a whatever he ended up four of 14 four of 15 shooter I mean that's just not who he is and whether the the physicality threw him off or he just wasn't getting good angles for his shots um but I think he was one for eight to start, one for six, one for seven, one for eight, something like that. He just really struggled to, to put the ball in the basket all day. And, you know, when he did there in the second half, he helped extend the lead. You know, and Jaden Ivey had the same issues. Uh, he couldn't, you know, he really couldn't find his shooting touch uh, throughout the day. But he did attack the basket. Uh, he goes to the free throw line 15 times, and that's a huge, that's a huge deal. Say, because you hear it all the time. You know, what are you doing when your shot's not going in? Well, you figure out other ways to score. You figure out a way to get to the free throw line, and you figure out a way uh, to do something else to kind of jumpstart things. And you know, that's what Jaden Ivey did. He got to the free throw line. Uh, so that's a credit to him. It's a credit to you know everybody kind of getting him the ball. Uh, so, uh, you know, Purdue did a lot of things right. You know, defensively, they're still uh, not where they should be. Uh, but that's a pretty potent team. I mean, they they've got some they've got some guys that can shoot it. Um, and when you got to worry about Kofi all the time, um, those guys are going to be open. Uh, they don't need Trent Frazier and, and that group. They don't need a lot of space to get their shots off. Um, and, you know, Purdue's got to do a better job defending the three-point line. I think Illinois ended up with 31 or 32 attempts. Um, they made they made they made quite a few. Um, but you know, Purdue's got to be better in that area. Um, you know, I think we've seen some signs of them being better defensively over um, the last two or three games. But that you know, that was Nebraska, that was Penn State. You know, this is Illinois. Um, so, I mean, in, in, in regulation, the game was in the 60s. So I would say when you look at it from that standpoint, Purdue did a pretty good job defensively. But when you play an extra 10 minutes, you know, this is what's going to happen. Uh, so, um, again, you know, this team... Defensively, I, I I don't know if it's ever going to get to the point where they are that great defensively, but they just have to be good enough on certain nights and in certain situations. Uh, you know, they have the capability of scoring, they have the capability of getting in a shootout with you, but again, they were in the 69 point range during you know for 40 minutes, so they need to up that production a little bit, and some of that comes with Travion not going for for whatever he went for today. Uh, he, he's more effective around the basket than he, what he showed. Um, and there are other guys that, you know, miss shots that we normally see them hit. Um, but, you know, that's just part of it. You got to, you know, as I said, you got to figure out other ways to, to do it and win when those shots are not falling. And I think that's a positive for Purdue to beat a team on the road when two of your leading scores if are or nine of twenty-eight, or whatever they were. Uh, that's a it's a big positive because those performances will not be repeated, at least in the next game. It may happen again later in the year, but it's not going to be repeated. 
on a consistent basis, and you know that's that, that's 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 what you go with, you know. And I, as I said, I think Zach is really, I think today was a really big step forward for him, um, because he's you know he got pushed around against Wisconsin, and if there was a guy in the league that was going to push him around, it would be Kofi Coburn. And but you know Coburn really didn't have that opportunity because of foul trouble and. You know, you always go into games like, well, if you can get that guy in foul trouble, then you like produce chances, and that happened early, um, and it, you know, it, it affected his play. You know, he only had one offensive rebound. He had five total, but he had one offensive rebound. Um, so he, you know, they didn't get a lot of second chance opportunities. Purdue uh, uh, ruled the paint, uh, winning that by a large margin. Uh, so. Just a lot of, a lot of things went Purdue's way today. They were able to execute uh, and kind of, you know, come out with a big, big road win. You know, this is a win that can, you know, continue to push them in the, in the right direction. You know, I think they were the favorite. Uh, I think today showed why they uh, were the favorite for the Big Ten and probably still are the favorite for the Big Ten. When you go in Illinois and win. How they won, I, I, you know, I think that puts Purdue right back up there. Uh, they're not there from a standing standpoint, but they're there from a well. Here they are, and here's what they've done. Uh, yeah, the two losses are going to still sting for a while, uh, especially the one against Rutgers because there was a bit of a fluke because you know they hit the half court shot, but it wasn't a fluke that Rutgers ended up winning the game because. Um, you know, they, they hung in there and, and beat Purdue that night. You know, Wisconsin's a solid team, and anytime you have Johnny Davis, that's that's going to help you. And Rutgers got Ron Harper Jr. and Geo Baker. Uh, so, there, I mean, there's there's some really good teams in this league. You know, Purdue's going to lose again. They just are. It's just the way it's going to go. Um, you know, how many losses will the Big Ten champion have this year? Uh, I can see four. You know, I can see 16 and four winning this, winning this thing. Uh, you know, 15 and five. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll that, that one will. You know, we'll see. I think. You know, I think if you get to 16 and four, you got a chance to win the thing outright. And I really do. Uh, the way that the league is kind of going, and who's playing well, and you know, who's you know, schedule's going to dictate a lot of things and there's going to be teams that have to play makeup games because of COVID and produce one of them. They're going to have to play Michigan again. Um, they have played Michigan twice probably in a short period of time. Um, and then you got an, another game against Illinois coming to Mackey Arena around that same you know, time frame. So Purdue definitely has its work cut out and again they're, they're, they're going to lose again. Um, it, it, it's going to be hard to get out of this league with uh, you know, with no more losses, uh, just it's that it's that tough of a league. And, um, but you know, big win today for Purdue. Um, good contributions all around. Coming up Thursday at Indiana. Uh, you know, from Purdue standpoint, you want to keep you want to keep that streak alive. I think it's at nine right now, and you want to keep it going. You don't want to give you don't want to give Indiana any opening to try to sneak back in so you know that's going to be uh, as it always is an extremely important game uh, for Purdue and uh, then you're going to finish the week by playing Northwestern 
you know, it's conceivable Purdue could get out of this week with three wins. Um, and that would put them in a five-game winning streak uh, and put them in a pretty good situation heading to the end of January and into February, uh, where, you know, February is going to be chock full of uh, big games and important games and games that um, are going to are gonna decide, you know, obviously seeding in the Big Ten tournament, but also in the uh, NCAA tournament. So, again, good win for Purdue. Uh, you know, they, they, I think they've, they've straightened some things out. Uh, defensively, again, I, you know, I, they just have to be good enough on, on certain nights. Uh, you know, expecting a big, a big, I mean, you, you can, you can shut down Nebraska or at least hold them under 70 points. But, you know, every, every, everybody else has got a lot of weapons and a lot of experience that it's going to be really difficult to, uh, to do things like that. But again, as I mentioned, Illinois was on, on, you know, had 69 points in regulation. I mean, I understand they ended up with 88, but they had 69 points in regulation, and that's a good, that would be considered a good defensive effort against Illinois. But Purdue also had 69 as well, so Illinois would feel pretty good about having a good defensive effort uh, against Purdue. But anyway, that's kind of where things stand right now with the Big Ten, and uh, Purdue got itself back in the race, and you know now we'll kind of see how, how things play out uh, over the next couple weeks, and um, see where where things stand as uh, uh, get to the end of January, then into February, and kind of who's where and uh, how, how things are going to stack up. You know, that's, again, there's going to be a lot of interesting games uh, coming up over the next several weeks, uh, but again, nice nice win for. Uh, Purdue uh, to uh, you know take uh, take this game from Illinois um, and kind of help everybody else 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 in the Big Ten because uh, there's no more undefeated uh, teams. Just a quick note: uh, women's basketball lost to Indiana uh, on Sunday, but you know I think everybody's in agreement. And you know if you watch them, you know they're, they're moving forward. They're moving forward fast. That's a game they should have won. You got to close out that game, uh, but you know, Katie Gerald doesn't have you know the kind of talent level that Terry Morin has at IU right now. Even though one of their top players didn't play, uh, Mackenzie Holmes. But you know, good things are going to happen for Katie Gerald uh, in the Purdue women's basketball program. Uh, you know, I think good things will happen this year with them. Uh, I think they're on their way to uh, to having a good regular season. Uh, it probably will not be NCAA tournament worthy, but you know I think they'll have an opportunity. You know, assuming that they can take care of their own business and beat the teams that they should beat, um, you know, have an opportunity to to play play in some postseason tournament, and that would be quite an accomplishment. Uh, you know, for for this program and for this team, and kind of to jumpstart uh, her career. Just needs to fill the talent void. Needs to get more talented players. Um, you know, and, and that's what needs to happen. It's pretty simple. It's hard to do, but it's it's pretty simple uh, for her. So, you know, just wanted to give them a little bit of a mention that, you know, things are looking up. Uh, it'd be hard for them to compete as we, as we've seen the last two games against the the upper echelon teams of the Big Ten because they don't have the depth, they don't have uh, the size inside, they don't have um, 
the playmakers that you need. But you know they they've they've done everything she's at they, that she's asked of them. Played hard, uh, put themselves in a position um, to to have some success, and you know we'll see we'll see how the rest of their season plays out. But for the men at Indiana on Thursday, big game, huge game, always is, and uh, we'll see uh, we'll see you know what we what we encounter on Thursday uh, with the Hoosiers, and you know Purdue's done a good job of kind of locking up Trace Jackson Davis, um, but you know different coach, different scheme, different situation now with IU, uh, with Mike Woodson uh, in charge, uh, so. Uh, we'll see how they how they counter that. I don't anticipate Painter changing a whole lot uh, from that standpoint because it's been successful. But you know who knows? Uh, you know Purdue's going to go down there with you know uh, a lot of confidence after what happened today, and you know it's time for them to kind of build on uh, you know what they did Sunday and kind of push that through here over the next a couple weeks. Well, we appreciate you stopping by, and uh, questions, comments, concerns, uh, feel free to to um, hit me up on the you know DM Twitter or email, and uh, we'll try to get your questions answered as best as as best as we can. Um, and kind of help you out if, if we can in any way. Anyway, appreciate you stopping by, and uh, have a good day.